Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Let me do some cleanup here from some communiques uh, that arrived over the last two hours, and then we'll uh, then we'll do a, a slight pivot. Pivot. Russ says team owners need to have the attitude that they are stewards of the fans' team. That's how you build generational loyalty and a base. You have to put a good team on the field, but that connection is how you ride out the lean years. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Let me see here. It's not often you, this is from Richard, it's not often you are off base. No pun intended, I'm assuming on that. But your take is incorrect on families taking in baseball players like the Honey Hunters. It is common for all teams in leagues like this, as well as all college summer leagues, to have folks that board players. Typically, they have young children who may be ball players themselves in those families. Look forward to providing room and board each year. It's not a function of this particular team's financial distress. Okay, that's good to know. I, I think I specifically said that. I don't know if that's actually something that is common. So Richard says it is. Um. This is from uh, Melissa, who says, if they turned the team, this is the uh, the Honey Hunters in Gastonia, that, that are, you know, there's an attempt by the city to evict them from the stadium, and the league just canceled their membership because they uh, are owed $1.1 million in dues. Melissa says, if they turned the team into entertainment, like the Savannah Bananas, they would be turning people away at the door. Um. And yes, watching the Charlotte Knights is a very nice day out. Yeah, it is. It's a gorgeous. The Charlotte Knights Stadium, uh, Truist Park, is beautiful, and the the city skyline. Um, you get to sit there, and, like if you watch the sunset, it's beautiful. Um, it's a great location. So, I mean, aside from it being, you know, like in in Uptown. So, I kid Uptown and all of the vagrants and homelessness. Um, the uh, the Savannah Bananas, like I have a, a friends, they went, they were actually guests of the of the Bananas, and uh, because the owner of the team um, was adopted, and so every I think it's like every game they do something where they recognize some local adoptive parents, and my friends got picked to go up to Canapolis, and they were told. That um, they were like, yeah, you won't be able to see them at at Canapolis. If they come back, when they come back around, they're going to be playing in you know major league stadiums or or you know football stadiums or something because it's just gotten so so crazy uh, with the excitement and popularity all around this team. Do you know what the Savannah Bananas are? Have you ever seen any of their stuff? They're like an entertainment baseball fusion kind of a product. And so they, they, you know, they, they, they have crazy rules. Uh, They, they, they do comedy bits and stuff. It's sort of like the Harlem Globetrotters approach to, um, to baseball. And 
Yeah, you, you, if you developed a team like that, I suspect that might be a way that you could fill the stands. Um, regarding the Panthers, uh, Jeff says, so the Panthers are not winning. Uh, isn't there some talk about a new stadium? If tickets are not selling, what's a new stadium going to do? Well, obviously it's going to cost us a lot of money and the owner not so much. The owner, I mean, after all, the owner of the Panthers, he's got a lot of former coaches to keep paying. Because that's the way that happens for some way, right? reason. Like literally, literally we are still paying now, or he's still paying. I should say we, he's still going to be paying two coaches while going out and trying to find a third. <laughs> it's just, anyway. Or does the Nebraska, the college, isn't that where Matt Rule went to coach at Nebraska? Do they have to? Do they pick up his contract if he gets hired someplace like that? Do, do they have to start paying out, or do they? Do they not have to pay anymore? Because Frank Reich, like he, he still has like twenty something million dollars on his contract, twenty five million dollars on his contract, and so he's going to get to keep on collecting that. I think it's, I saw something he was going to earn twenty five thousand dollars a day <laughs> for not for not coaching. For not working. 25K, which, by the way, if Mr. Tepper is interested, I am happy to take the job. I am willing to coach 11 games, and I'm willing to only receive $2,500 a day. Okay, okay, you talked me down, two fifty a day. I will do it, so I will coach 11 games. You can then fire me, and then uh, I can collect $250 a day. For another five years. Or four years, whatever it is. I might be able to do a better job. The bar's not high. All I got to do is win two games. That's it. John says, Pete, all of this is the fault of five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys. Do you remember? I think it was three years ago. The Panthers were undefeated going into week five, maybe week six. Maybe they had lost one game or something. The Dallas Cowboys came in and beat them. And I say, broke them. And after that game, after that game, the slide to last place started and has just accelerated since then. I do recall the game, John. Do I do recall. I'm not sure that... Uh, I'm not sure it's directly related. I'm not sure what happened either, but yeah, I I, I cannot explain it. <laughs> Hello, Ron. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, just want want to give you some insight that uh, the Savannah Bananas owner was in Gastonia in the single A division at Sam's Park, and when Gastonia proposed building the new park, he offered to uh, lease the park and have his. Uh, style of baseball there, but our great leader said, oh, no, we want a legitimate baseball team here. So Jesse moves to Savannah, and gosh, looks what happened to the Bananas. Are you serious? Deadly serious. So they could have been the Gastonia Bananas? Uh, Could have been something. Could have been better than a honey hunter. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of... Like I'm trying to think of like worst worst uh sports related fails 
like sports management, sports ownership, like you know, losing the Dodgers to Los Angeles, for example. That's a, and then the and then the Giants as well, right? Losing both of the baseball teams to California. Um, that's a like to me. That's a really really bad one. Um, that is that's if oh my gosh, who who right? So who were the ones that said no? Uh, the uh, I, I assume it was the people in the Gastonia City Rec or whoever did the uh, travel and tourism, uh, whoever was in charge of those kind of planning events, uh, just told Jesse, no, we're not interested in, in giving you a lease. We want a legitimate team here. Are there any reports about this anyplace? Sure. That happened uh, four Four years ago, five years ago. And the, and the owner of the then. Bananas, you said his name is Jesse. Do you remember his last name? I'm trying to remember. Okay. It now. All right. So you said like four to five years ago. I'm going to look into that. Yep. That's. He's the, guy, he's the guy that dresses up in the yellow tuxedo all the time. Right. Great motivational speaker, great individual, just a wonderful individual himself, but a great business mind as well. Yeah. Wow. What a fail. Oh, my gosh. Ron, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Sure, man. All right, Thank see ya. You. Well, actually, I, I don't know if I appreciate it. Really? So that's just going to, that's, oh my gosh, that's going to make my head hurt. His name was Jesse Cole. Jesse Cole. His name is Jesse Cole. Yeah, Jesse Cole, sorry. He is still, he's still with us. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, because he does, he does all the things for the adoptive parents, which was one of the, so they brought my, my friends out and had them on the field. They did this big event. They gave, I think they gave him like a check or something or some prize, whatever. It's, and they do this all the time just to recognize adoptive parents because they, they, they drove them there. They paid for their ex- – because it was up in Kanap or – yeah, I think it was up in Kannapolis where they played. Or maybe it was – maybe it was Hickory or Greensboro. No, I think it was Kannapolis. Um, but they paid – they took them up there in a van, like chauffeured them there and all this and treated them like – gave them all this free stuff and, you know, mentions on the field and whatever. Was, like they had them down on the field. They gave them like these – I guess banana bouquets or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. What a fail that would be, Gastonia. Uh, Bill says you can add to your list of bad things. I've reported this at least four different ways to the Panthers. The whole PA system there has been a jumble the entire year. You can't hear the referees. You can hear the PA announcements. It's oh you can't. Well, I'm okay with not hearing the PA. Well, because it's too freaking loud. The PA is just too loud. Um it's all a garbled, muddied mess. It's uh, not just me or my hearing or where I said everybody I've, or where I sit. Everybody I've talked to has the same reaction. Upper deck, lower deck. By the way, I'm an original PSL holder, and I agree completely with you. Yeah, this is going to be the big problem. And I almost wonder, is there some sort of play going on where the PSL owners get rid of their PSLs, they don't re-up, and then that becomes the evidence required to go and pitch for public subsidization, public subsidies, I'll say, um, because they lost all the PSL owners. They don't have the PSL owners. And look, part of that could be seen in what happened with their uh, their tax reevaluation fight that they had a couple of years ago. Remember that? Dino, welcome to the program. Hello, Dino. What's going on? Hey, Pete. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Hey, one little uh, local watering holes uh, stopped by from time to time. Uh, there was a couple of guys battering around a, a, a rumor or a conspiracy type thing, but their feeling on it was that tippers tip are trying to tank the Panthers in order to lose the will of the or the city and the and the fans so that they can move. 
And one of them had suggested that he knew that they had already talked to St. Louis, and St. Louis had agreed to go ahead and build them a stadium to build, you know, if they were, if we were to bring the team there. But, the, 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 all right, so didn't St. Louis already lose a team? Well, yeah, don't you think they want one back? Right, but would the NFL allow it to go back? Uh, money talks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at that level, all of these guys at that level, right, these guys are all loaded. And from an NFL perspective, I don't know if the St. Louis market is bigger than the Charlotte TV market now. Well, with with the stuff he's done with Rock Hill and, yeah. and you know, Eastway and everything else. Yeah. It sure does make a lot of sense. It does. I've heard this before, Dino, and I don't just I mean I don't know. It could be this what was it? Uh what was the other TV with uh, uh oh my gosh, what was the other baseball movie? Charlie Sheen. Um Major League, right? That was the whole point yeah. there, right? Was to tank the team so they could move it. So, yeah, maybe. And the more moves they make that, you know, uh, that take us further into the zone of dumbassery, then the more legitimate this conspiracy theory looks like or this this secret plan could be. I, yeah, I would hate to think that that's the case. Um, if so, it would be, I mean, it would go down as one of, I mean, it would be an art model kind of a double cross to a city ever seen in sports, I think. Well, considering the source, I, I, would, I, can, I can see it. Yeah. Where, who was the source again? No, no, no. I meant as far as Tepper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the guy, right? Didn't he buy one of his old uh, boss's houses and then, like, leveled the thing and built his own house right on top of it as a big screw you to the guy? So Pretty much so. Yeah, yeah. All right, Dean, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks, Pete. All right, yeah, I don't know if I feel better about it, though. Uh <laughs> I got a uh, tweet here. Pete, the owner of the Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole, he ran the Gastonia Grizzlies here. It was packed. You couldn't get in if you didn't buy a ticket beforehand. Um, He moved the franchise to Savannah and renamed it the Bananas. So close. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina Readiness supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? News Talk 1110 WB. I don't know if I've been this depressed. 704 570 1110 WBT 1110. I just, I don't even, like, what's the point? You got a guy, he's got a great idea, wants to do this wacky, crazy baseball thing, which that's what minor league baseball is all about. Like, you do these crazy promotional stunts. That's always been the deal with the minor leagues. Where do you think these bobblehead giveaway things started, right? Hello, what, Thirsty Thursday? Oh, crap, I think i got to pay somebody now. I think I actually have to pay the Asheville Tourist for that. They did the first Thirsty Thursdays up there. I think they have it trademarked and everything. So the guy who owned the Gastonia Grizzlies, 
tried to get it into the Gastonia ballpark. He was rebuffed. And so he moved the team to Savannah. And that's the Savannah Bananas that have a wait list of thousands of people that want to go see fun, family-friendly, entertaining baseball. They're playing to sold-out stadia. And, like, they did, I think this was their first or second tour. It's not been that long. I wasn't even aware of this uh, phenomena until, um, until my friends said that they got invited to go to the game by the team. I never heard of it, so I started looking up some videos, and it it does look like a lot of fun. And they're just they're doing these tours all over the place. I mean, anybody with any lick of sense and a desire to do so should be replicating that model because there can't be only what eleven to twenty uh, players on the bananas. Or I guess do they stay? I guess do they field like the opposing team too? I don't know. Or do they play like the local minor league team? I think that's what they might do, right? They play the local minor league. I don't know. but Or maybe they, they they have their opponents and they all play against each other or something. Like it's kind of like a world wrestling thing where they all tour together. I don't know. Um, you should be creating more of those teams. Why not? And turn the Gastonia thing into, a, um, into your practice facility. Sell limited tickets to just see the practices, you know? I don't know. I have no idea how any of that operation works. I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm just super depressed about all of this. Because even when we, like, so, all right, to this to this point about the Panthers. Is David Tepper trying to destroy the team so he can move it? Here's a, here's another way to look at this question. And I've heard this, this uh, it's not, I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory, because nobody would actually have to be in on the conspiracy, except him. Right? He wouldn't need to have he, he he wouldn't need to assemble a whole cast of people that are diabolical um, in their desires to destroy the franchise in order to move the team away. He would just need to hire a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're doing, right? He'd have to hire people, pit them against each other or something, or just you know hire people that are not suited for the roles and just let them let them do stuff, and then fire people all over the place, create chaos. You, you look at what he did down in Rock Hill. Alienated a whole lot of fans and a whole lot of people, a lot of local uh, officials and business people, really hacked off about how that went down. He hacked off people over on the east side with the, you know, the promises of the soccer complex or whatever. That went poof. You got the, the firing of the, the, the football, the soccer fo- or the Charlotte football club, the soccer team. I thought that that coach they brought in, and look, I don't follow the the uh, CFC team. I don't follow soccer, but I know that they fired another coach, and from what I remember, he had made it into the playoffs, and I'm not really sure unless there's something else going on off the field or off the pitch, as it were, um, that you would fire somebody like that. So you create all this instability. I don't know. Does is If the move is to, is to make the franchise so reduced in value and so reduced in watchability, the Panthers here, that nobody wants to go to the games. You got PSL owners that are not re-upping. You had, um, let's see, oh, what did I do with it? I had the story here. 
You had the, uh, here it is. No, darn it. I was going to tell you about the, oh, that's not it. Hang on, I have the, I have it here someplace. David Tepper's problem is the Panthers. It's it's about the the tax assessment on the stadium. Uh, Here it is, the big tax break. Axios.com from 2020. The county assessed the tax value of the stadium to be $572 million, a staggering increase from the 2011 assessed value of 135. So it went from 135 up to 572, like a fourfold increase, right? The Panthers appealed the valuation. They got uh, following an informal review, the county dropped it by 100 million. Then county staff recommended another downgrade of 90 million. Then, following a five-hour-long hearing, the county's Board of Equalization and Review determined that the stadium's new tax value is 215. So, in 2011, it was valued at 135. Ten years later, it's 215. That's not even double. Are you aware what has gone on in the last ten years in Charlotte regarding, like, every other property assessment? By the way, that's still more than what they said it was worth. The Panthers said they thought it was worth 87 and a half. Right? So what are they doing? Are they lining it up to be um, problematic, let's say, for a local politician to get in bed with them to, to push for a new stadium? Right? Because any politician who's looking at the way Tepper has behaved with Rock Hill and then with the Eastland property... They're going to be suspicious of whether or not he's a good faith actor. So now you're going to have a higher bar to get over. You've you've alienated fans. You fired coaches here and there. Traded away all these draft picks. The fans are not loving the product. They're not loving your moves. They're not loving you, right? And now you're going to come to them and say, "We want you to give us money to build a new stadium." And you've now created an environment where the politicians and the fans. And the voters are more likely than not to tell you to pound sand. If you were trying to lay out a plan to move a team, would it look any different? Aside from obviously trying to tank the team, right? Aside from obviously like making moves and firing everybody, like everyone thought Billy Ball was doing out in Oakland, right? When he was redoing Moneyball, right? Oh, Billy Bean. Well, Billy Bean was the, that was Brad Pitt. It's a different person altogether. <laughs> no, seriously, like when, that's what, when, when you got owners that want to move the teams, but don't want to be the bad guy, quote unquote, they want to give plausible deniability. So when you destroy the fan base, you destroy the public trust, among voters and politicians, nobody wants to help you build a new stadium. Now you go to your 31 other owners and you say, they won't help me build a stadium. And none of those other owners are going to say, well, you should stick it out. Because they don't want to be stuck in the same position. They don't want their markets to hold them captive if they want to move. And as long as the money makes sense, we had a caller named Keith who said, it's not St. Louis, it's going to be San Diego because they just lost their team to who? L.A., right. The Chargers are moving up to Los Angeles. So, because they lost the Rams. Because the Rams went to... Wait. Wait, wait. 
The Rams came from St. Louis. So the yeah. L.A. is now going to have the Rams teams. and the Chargers. Well, they already have them. They're right. there. Okay, so they're there. Oh, yeah. They've already lost Oakland to Vegas. See, that's what I mean. No, Oakland to Vegas is baseball. Oh, that's baseball. No, you but they already get... lost. The, no, but they lost. They Where do the Raiders play? The Raiders are in Vegas. Yes, you're right. They, they are in oh, Vegas. They are in Vegas. So Pete Oakland has lost right. both their pro teams to Vegas, unfortunately. Right, right. and L.A. Has just, has just been moving teams in and out. So these owners are going to they're, they're going to vote to allow Tepper to move the team if they wanted to, whether it's St. Louis or San Diego. So again, if he's trying to destroy the brand and the support in order to affect a move, would it look any different? Oh, that just makes me mad and really depressed, too, at the same time. Uh, Dave says the Savannah Bananas also play the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. There you go. So they've got a team up there. Hello, people. Get in on this action. And Melissa says, I was on the lottery list to get Bananas tickets this year. Couldn't even get tickets after being picked in the lottery to get the tickets. So you they got multi-level lotteries and and selection lists and stuff and wait lists that's that's the market sending some signals people pete welcome to the program how are you sir hey pete might be counterintuitive but i'm thinking we start a campaign it's either sell it or move it okay Mm. i mean this this guy's a loser man that's what i can tell you i don't know how he made his money i'm very skeptical of that to begin with but everything this guy has touched has turned to crap. There's not one redeemable thing that I can think of since he's bought this franchise. He no. well, no, remember, Pete, we, we didn't have any music coming to Charlotte. Well, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that. But I don't even go. To, I'm too old to even go to concerts anymore. So yeah, like, I missed that on that. But I will say this: teams come back. Baltimore got a team after they lost a team. Cleveland did. L.A.'s lost how many teams? Okay, mm-hmm. St. Louis, Houston. The Charlotte Hornets, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So we can't be afraid of this and let this guy hold it over. This guy, I'm telling you, he's got to show something. Yeah. You know, he's got to show us something that he's got something on the ball. Because right now, it's a total disaster. There's right. no well, other way to say it. Yeah, but you know as well as I do, there's there would be some disappointment. I would I would be sad, because we I've been here since the, the, we got the team. And to lose something that's been a part of our lives for that long is sad. But, like, to your sure. point... You are correct. Teams come and they go. And so um, at some point in the future, you're you're basically offloading the owner. And we did it with the Hornets, yeah. with George Shin and Ray Woldridge, who was as slimy and slippery as Shin ever was, um, but an out-of-towner who came in and then tried to strong-arm everybody into building him an arena, and they thought he was going to be the face to get it done. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at some point, do you just cut bait and say, you know what, let some other city deal with this guy? Well, I'm just looking for anything, Pete, anything at all, anything redeemable. And you pointed out on the radio if you ever see anything. But right now, this guy looks like a total screw up to me. He just does. It's, he does. I will say the Tepper family does do a lot of uh, philanthropy. I will say that. I have heard a lot of stories. Okay, uh, yeah, a lot of the uh, do a lot of phil- uh, philanthropic work and donations and charities and stuff. So I, I, I do give them credit for all of that. Um, Amen. Yeah. So, and that's good. That's important. But that's that also is, part that of the package. Great. Yeah. That's also part of the package of owning a team. I think. Well, as far as running the the franchise, it, it's been an utter disaster. I can't speak to the guy personally. I don't yeah. know. 
But as far as running this franchise goes, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just like it, it, the guy with the conspiracy theory, and I don't believe that one because I don't believe anyone that's made a billion dollars wants to lose at anything, you know? Right. A hand of poker, right? Nothing. You don't want to lose anything. So right. I, I don't buy that. But he, he's probably, my guess is he's out thinking everything. He's the guy. He's smart. He made a billion dollars. And who are you? Uh, yeah. This yeah. general manager or coach to do it. Pete, good talking with you. All right, buddy. I appreciate your call. Great name, by the way. Always yes, sir. Big, all right. Always a big fan of the name, Pete. Um, sell it or move it campaign. Sell it or move it. He has had six head coaches, including interims, since he bought the team in 2008. <laughs> six coaches in six years. And everyone's assuming that this new interim guy is not going to get the job permanently, so that means he's going to have to hire coach number seven, probably in January. This was from Scott Fowler. Charlotte Observer said he was a Pittsburgh Steelers minority owner. Tepper keeps searching for his Mike Tomlin, who's the head coach, but he keeps picking the wrong guys. Or maybe Tepper himself is the wrong guy. Doesn't that make more sense? By the way, Scott Fowler went on to Twitter today, very upset that David Tepper didn't call on him in the press conference. And Twitter began dragging Tepper. Oh, it's been a bloodbath over there. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs) 